Spartan headquarters. This is De La Pod, a program taking listeners behind the scenes of the fabled De La Salle Athletics program. And now your hosts, Spartan alum and longtime broadcaster, Pat O'Rourke. With all things athletic guy and newly minted podcast nerd, Coach Derek Brown. Hello and welcome to another edition of Dewa Pod, along with Derek Brown, Patter Work with you. I'm looking forward to touch base on all the spring sports going on right now in Spartan Athletics and uh, a number of things happening that Derek and I will touch on. It's an exciting time of year as we get into May, Derek. Uh, obviously, depending on what sport, uh, you could have just a, you know, a few days left or a, another month left. And uh, so it's really exciting times because you got all these teams already doing their postseason stuff, exception of the baseball team that's playing their uh, final regular season game today before the EBAL playoffs begin next week at the time of this recording. Yeah, definitely a happy Cinco de Mayo for everybody. Um, exciting time of year. You know, spring's a little awkward because it's always like rainy and cold when they start and then all of a sudden the sun, st- sun starts to come out and you kind of know it's getting towards the end and definitely, like you said, playoff action's intense. It's already gone with a few sports and uh I think it's one of the funner times of the year with graduation on the horizon and, and things of that sense. So um, definitely, you know, just kind of digging in and seeing if we can finish strong across the board. I think that's always a goal of all of our programs. And I think mostly we're, we're in good positions to do that. So. You mentioned the weather. I mean, it's kind of an interesting year, obviously, with all the rain we've had and uh, how you mentioned the spring kind of starting with the, a lot of rainy weather and games, events being postponed or whatnot or affecting other events. And uh, it's uh, obviously it's getting warmer now, but we even had some rain for the lacrosse first round game the other night. So yep. there's still some uh, still dealing with some some rain here and there, but uh, it definitely is getting a little bit warmer. And I'm sure when, uh, as the baseball team continues to play into late May and and uh, hopefully early June that uh, we're going to get, uh, of course, a lot of that sunshiny weather, 80s and 90 degree baseball weather that we'll get probably by the end of the month. Yeah, speaking of baseball, I mean, it's, like I said, they're the one that's haven't reached. They're the one sport that hasn't really reached the postseason at this time, as uh, they're nineteen and four and eleven and one in the league at the time of recording. Again, they're playing Cal today uh, after just playing Cal at home yesterday, a seven-one win over over their Grizzlies yesterday. RJ. Mine was terrific, uh, allowing just one run in six innings, striking out seven, and, and offensively the Spartans put together seven hits, including a home run and a couple RBIs from Max Giglieri. Uh, just the baseball team, we see them do it every year. I mean, it's really in terms of uh, just a tremendous program that they have as far as they always seem to be hitting their stride as we get to the playoffs and heading into this regular season, final regular season game of the year against Cal. They've won nine in a row. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just – testament to coach jeans and his staff and you know it's the one staple as kids come through and graduate you know the coaching staff is still there i know we had some some changes here and there over the past couple seasons but um coach jeans you know one of the best coaches in the country uh, coming off a state team of the year last year and i know there were maybe a couple games earlier i think we lost at whitney dropped a doubleheader at st francis mountain view but uh you know they didn't skip a beat if anything they used those uh, setbacks as learning experiences and um, really kept their focus on 
moving forward and improving and obviously in a, in a tough league like the EBL you have to be consistent and you have to compete against a lot of good baseball players and a lot of good coaches and to be 11 and one uh, first place at this point in the season one game left uh, it's again just kind of like you said they're rolling and hopefully they can continue it uh, for another few weeks here so yeah and, and looking at the team it- the EBAL, as you mentioned, is tough year in and year out. Maybe not quite as strong this year as right. maybe last year or yeah. in the last couple of years and so forth, but still really tough. And as you mentioned, to be, to be going 11 and 1 in the league at this point is, is, is very impressive. And uh, I know Coach Jeans is happy with the hard work his guys have put in. Uh, I mean, I've talked about on our baseball broadcast before. I think it's always impressive. Obviously, we've got a tremendous lineup year in and year out, but it's always impressive when those guys that aren't in the, the regular starting lineup, when they get their chances to hit. They always seem to step up. I, I see a lot of good at-bats from guys that are off the bench cold and how they come off the bench and they're ready to hit. And uh, uh, you mentioned the guy that homered yesterday, Max Gigliari, a guy that's getting a few more at-bats here later in the season. He's uh, He's been ready, and they've got a couple guys hitting better than 420 this year, which wow. is really impressive. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Griffith uh, uh, is hitting 422. Uh, coming into the final regular season game, Connor Harrison hitting 423. Those two just putting together great years at the top of the order. And of course, you also got Kai Smith up there hitting 371. I mean, Smith Chandler 360. These are all guys that kind of hit around the top of the order. It's uh, it's easy to have a few good baseball team when you got guys like that getting on base and driving each other in. Yeah, I, I think it's again testament to the coaching staff, but uh, also you know just the culture that's been created and and uh, the guys that you mentioned I'm not surprised to hear that they're having good years I mean if you come here in the summer and fall you know winter those are the guys that are you know in the weight room grinding with everyone else and kind of setting the tone and once the season starts that's almost I don't want to say the easy part none of what they do as an athlete student athlete is easy but um, the preparation that uh, all the kids put in in our baseball program really sets them apart from the rest of the bunch so I'm really proud of those guys and uh, I'm happy that they have all uh, stayed healthy and given themselves an opportunity to be at this point and obviously hitting over 400 at at any level in baseball is pretty pretty remarkable so um, you know it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, and they've got and the pitching, of course, is great again. I mean, you got deep pitching staff. Two point two six team ERA is is very impressive, and you've got your top two guys, Cal Randall, seven and one, zero point eight three ERA. R.J. Mine, eight and zero, one point eight seven ERA, and even your number three, Jack Hershey, with a two point four seven. And guys that come in out of the pen that are very solid as well, like like Jack Karst and uh, and and. Uh, Tyler Zaki as well, so they, they've they've got the, the makings of another good team. It is going to be really tough um, getting into the postseason. I mentioned the EBAL playoffs. Uh, don't quite know just yet who exactly who they'll be playing in the EBAL playoffs. The first game will be on Wednesday, uh, May tenth, uh, for the Spartans. They they have a bye in the quarterfinals, so they'll be playing in the semifinals on May tenth, Wednesday, May tenth. So uh, that should be a good one. They could be playing maybe either because. Amador Valley and Granada are tied for first place in the other division. Gotcha. Spartans have already wrapped up their spot at 11 and 1. They have the best record in the entire league. So Spartans could be playing either Amador Valley or Granada in a in a semifinal, perhaps. Also Foothills kind of in the mix there as well. Um, but uh, they they could also be playing either Amador Valley or Granada in the championship game if the Spartans get to that point. So those EBA playoffs have always been tough. I mean the Spartans uh, have. There's been times where they've won the NCS title. They haven't won EBAL. 
NBL because uh, that's this league is is so tough. Uh, they're they're going to be looking to win that EBL crown starting uh, next week, and, uh, and then of course after that it's the NCS playoffs, and then hopefully the CIF NorCal playoffs as well. So the Spartan baseball team they're hitting their stride, and uh, good luck to them as uh, we get into the postseason for them. Now the teams that are in the postseason, want we we'll start off with uh, lacrosse, the Spartan lacrosse team. Uh, they're also like the baseball team defending NCS Division One champions and uh, they've made it look easy in their first two playoff games. 31-2 to they beat Roosevelt in the first round uh, Roosevelt was undefeated going in that one. The Spartans won that one handily and then a really good effort against Granite Bay in the quarterfinals 19-4 to the final score there. Uh, Spartans were able to get contributions from a number of places including Henry Benner, five goals. Ben Kangas, four goals. Spencer Biles has been strong in net all year for the Spartans and so they win their first two games handily, uh, 50 to 6, a combined score in those first two games. But this next opponent uh, in the semifinals, Vista Del Lago, will not be easy on Tuesday. That's Tuesday, May 9th. And I encourage all you Spartan supporters out there to come support the lacrosse team uh, on, on Tuesday night as they play at 7 o'clock against Vista Del Lago. And I say that because uh, obviously it's uh, just throw, throw your support lacrosse's way, but Vista Del Lago is a really tough team. Spartans got played them in last year's semifinals, had to squeak by off a 9 to 8 win yeah. there. Yep. Um, they also played them this year and won 14 to 11. But this Vista Del Lago team is really good. They beat Marine Academy 10 to 8 in the quarterfinals. They beat Vintage 20 to 8 in the first round. And uh, their team that's having uh, those Sac Joaquin section teams because they don't have lacrosse uh, as a sport in the Sac Joaquin section. They've got to compete in NCS for playoffs. So they got to make long road trips every time they play a playoff game. And uh, I'm sure that makes them even more battle tested. So that's going to be a really good one on Tuesday night when the Spartans play Vista Del Lago at 7 o'clock. Yeah, I, I think so. Like you mentioned, we, we've seen them in the postseason at this stage in recent times and played him this year obviously in the regular season and it's one it's probably the one Sac Joaquin school or Sac Joaquin section school uh, for this year that we have to really uh, be prepared for they seem to be kind of the number one team out there I know Oak Ridge was on the other side of the bracket but um, yeah I, I think that it's exciting times for our team first couple rounds maybe weren't uh, pushed as much as they hope to be at this time of year but uh, you know to make it through those games pretty easily and keep everyone healthy and firing uh, puts us in a good situation for the semifinal game and you know as we know our Spartan lacrosse team I think this would be third championship in a row if they can get it done so they know what it takes to get to that final game but uh, you know semifinals are always special you never know what's going to happen so um, I know that they'll be ready to go when Vista comes into town on Tuesday. Yeah that's going to be a good one Vista Del Lago as I mentioned it's a good time to be on the Spartan on the De La Salle campus because you've got that semifinal going on and then also uh, of course the, the Spartan uh, volleyball team will be in action they'll actually be on the road I yep. should say but yep. uh, still it's a uh, they play a tough one against Campolindo, a rematch of last year's Division II, NCS Division II championship game. Campolindo uh, won that one. They've had a terrific program uh, in uh, boys volleyball over the over the over the years i mean they've won it seems like they've won ncs division two almost every year there's only been a few years where they haven't so it's going to be a tall task for the spartan volleyball team but uh you know uh but the one thing that it's nice about the volleyball team they've had some issues with you know guys staying healthy and so forth during the course of the year uh seem they're another team that's kind of seemed to hit their stride more as the, as the season's gone on as they got more healthy and uh they you know won their first uh uh two 
matches in the NCS playoffs. They swept Benicia, uh, not allowing more than 21 points in any game against Benicia, winning those three games easily, and then swept uh, Arroyo in the quarterfinals, uh, 25-23, 25-14, 25-20. So they seem to be playing really well. Campolindo is the top seed. They're the favorite, uh, but they did have to squeak by Los Lomas in five in, in their quarterfinal matchup after sweeping Mount Diablo in the first round. But uh, that's going to be a really good one. The Spartan volleyball team plays at Campolindo, and that one will be uh, streamed on. I know the Campolindo folks, they stream their games over the NFHS network, so that will be streamed probably with an announcer as well at Campolindo on Tuesday night. But uh, the volleyball team making good strides good to see them as they get healthy here at the end of the year seeing that everything coming to fruition here in may yeah i'll definitely have to go check that one out I, i've been stuck outside most of the time uh in the spring watching lacrosse baseball but uh i know that this is one that coach klein and the guys are really fired up about obviously uh season ended in the championship game at campo last season so um you know, they can kind of go there and, and face their, their demons of, of last year. But uh, I don't know Campos kind of had De La Salle's number over there recently, and our basketball team had a unfortunate end to a season recently at Campos. So we, this is a big, a big one, obviously, not only for volleyball, but for uh, usually the kids kind of rally together when they have like opponents from different sports. And hopefully the uh, volleyball guys can, can step up and get back to that championship game on the road on Tuesday night. So we're cheering for them. Yeah, and uh, you know, really seeing the the thing, good thing about our the thing about our volleyball team, they spread it around as far as you know. It's not just uh, one guy getting a majority of kills in, in these matches. I mean, Luke Nobrega is a guy that's missed some games. We talk about the injuries and so forth, but he's healthy now. But he averages almost three kills a set, which uh, leads a Spartan team. But you also got John Cheshrick, uh, also combined getting over two kills per set, and James Lakin as well. And they've got a number of other guys as well that contribute in that department so that it's not just a one-man show for the Spartan volleyball team and that's going to be a good one really good one on Tuesday night when the Spartans play at Camp Alindo in the NCS Division II semifinals. All right, let's move on to rugby. Uh, another terrific season for the Spartan rugby program. I mean, it's been a, a great ride over these years for Spartan rugby. They are the single school NorCal champions uh, again this year. Uh, they did fall in, in the playoffs uh, last week to in the in the to a club team, the Danville Oaks, a really good club team here locally. Uh, the Spartans fell in that one, but the Spartans, the third ranked high school team in the country, uh, in the golf rugby rankings, which are the the known national rankings for rugby just behind Gonzaga of D.C. and St. Ignatius in Ohio. So uh, another terrific season for Coach Holmberg's team. Uh, and uh, obviously things also uh, – Coach Holmberg and his staff, Paul Tiernan, another St. Mary's alum, they had to be happy that uh, one of their rugby players, Joey Manzoni, is uh, going to signing with St. Mary's. He recently at the recent signing day signed with St. Mary's. You also have Tommy Rainsford going to sign with rival Cal. And it's always it's if you don't know rugby in terms of the impressive battles that St. Mary's versus Cal has, you definitely got to check it out sometime. Uh, they met in the regular season, also met in the playoffs as well. Cal went getting the better end of the Gales in the playoffs, but uh, we've got a couple of our terrific rugby players going on to play college. There's other rugby players that will probably be playing in college as well from this team, but uh, another great season for the Spartan rugby program. Yeah, I mean, one of the best, obviously, in the country and a successful tour as they call it to New Orleans earlier this year um, took the big group down there played a couple games and um, just a testament to the group and their dedication to giving our student athletes in that sport 
the best experience that they can. And uh, I know you mentioned the NLI. We had 25 total for the season or for the year, uh, which is a pretty amazing number. Uh, that included three swimmers and five water polo players. So our, our pool action uh, with our student athletes is at a really, really good level. And, and definitely, as you mentioned, our rugby players go on to two, if not the two best in recent history, uh, rugby programs in, in all of America. So um, really cool to see that and, and also happy that they're staying local. We can go see and play and hopefully keep that pipeline and tradition going. For sure. And it's really great to see just the, the the interest continue to go up in rugby. I mean, as far as I'm sure in terms of the players they have that are going out for the team, but also the, the fan support. Uh, the yeah. first Danville Oaks game uh, before this playoff one was here at Owen Owens, and uh, it was just a terrific crowd. It was really awesome. a, it, it was the awesome. stands were I mean, it wasn't completely packed. It's hard to do that to, at this. But they, it was pretty full on each side for the fans as far as for that Danville Oaks game. So it just continues to show how rugby is just a growing sport and it continues to grow year after year. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, this is year whatever for me since I've been here, but I've only recently realized, you know, how deep of a culture and a community like rugby is as a sport across the globe. I mean, you compete, you go hard, you're banging into each other, but they always share a meal with the opponent after the game. And it just creates like a nice, competitive, healthy environment um, that I'm really learning to appreciate. And as you said, that crowd was awesome. Probably one of the better crowds we've had including football, you know, all year uh, for a long time even. Um, I really enjoy that occasion, obviously everything except for the final score, but um, I'm sure even our own players and coaches would, wouldn't argue that it was, it was a good night for, for rugby. So For sure, and definitely a gentleman's sport uh, lives up to that standard. And then when we, as we move around, bounce around from spring sport to spring sport, the Spartan swimming team and Coach Tom Johnson having a really good year. Uh, they won the EBAL championship. Um, several of the swimmers are competing at, at the NCS championships, which are going on uh, this weekend, uh, today being May the 5th at the time of recording. And and uh, you mentioned the NLI signees. Uh, you had uh, Scott Iannacone signing with Cal Poly San Luis Obispo this year, Zach Elion with UC San Diego, and most recently Ryan Sesmat signing with Seattle. A uh, lot of talent on that Spartan swimming team. As you mentioned, kind of a carryover. Some of those guys also competed water polo for the championship water polo team we saw in the fall. But uh, swimming team in full tilt going in, in the NCS this weekend. Yep. We're starting off today, uh, just from the e-ball wrap-up, we had the, not only obviously enough to win the championship in that event, but produce the section's top times in the 400 free relay, the 100 backstroke, uh, Zach Elion in the 50 and 100 free, and the 200 medley relay were all section top time so we should be looking pretty good uh into this ncs competition hopefully we can uh, bring another plaque home uh, in swimming so good, good luck, luck to the yeah spartan swimmers and uh Usually not much luck is needed for our Spartan golf team. I mean, they've been talk about the, some of the top programs at the school, uh, the golf team, the returning, the defending state champions. Uh, they win the EBAL championship, and uh, they're having a great year as well. I mean, and they mentioned the NLI, some of the guys that have signed this year, Braden Chestnut signing with uh, Cal Lutheran, uh, Jack Jerge with St. Mary's. So uh, our golf team is, is, is pretty loaded once again. Yep. They battled some tough conditions uh, last weekend at the EBL Championship. They played at the course in Alameda. My first uh, par three where I learned to swing them uh, back <laughs> in the day. But uh, 
Shot a 368 as a team, won first place by 12 strokes, which obviously uh, is a pretty substantial gap. Um, so well done there, boys. Jack Jergy was the EBL MVP with the lowest score. Uh, we also had first team honors for James Williams, Josh Kim, Colin Keith, and Jack Hayden. And uh, next up on the 15th of this month is the North Coast Section Championship Tournament at Foxtail in Ronert Park. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how they do. Obviously, those guys are grinders, really good golfers, uh, great kids around campus. Um, despite popular belief, maybe they uh, they work extremely hard, too, in the weight room. They're on the track. They're doing different things that they've established in that culture to uh, prepare them for this time of year. And uh, like I said, hopefully they can finish it off with the NCS title and then go down and win another state championship would be awesome. Yeah, certainly would. I mean, it, they have to be working hard to come off. It's so difficult to win a state championship yeah. in uh, in any sport that where you can win a state championship here in California. But uh, and golf for them to do it last year just proves how good and how hard they have worked over the years. So hopefully that continues on into the postseason this year, as you mentioned with the NCS uh, going on. Um, going on on the May 15th. Uh, the track and field team, as we mentioned, the swimmers competing at the NCS championships this week. It's the EBAL championships going on this weekend for track and field. Yeah, we're looking good. Uh, I think it's a relatively young group. Uh, obviously, we have our main man, Athlete of the Year, Chuck Uday, who is, I think, five events, four for sure, um, with some of the best times in the section in the state um, and his mark in the high jump, I believe, is still number two in the whole state right now. So um, he'll be leading the charge, but uh, a couple of our relay teams are looking nice. And um, there seems to be a sem sense of optimism, you know, speaking to Coach Harvey and some of the boys this week um, that they can finish strong, you know, after, like I said, being such a young group to start focusing on technique, getting things right with the coaches and um now it's time to kind of show what they've learned and obviously the talent's there. So hopefully we can put some good times up there and uh, send some guys down to state. It's a great year for track and uh, and tennis as far as they're kind of uh, they've made some strides this year. Uh, I know with uh, we've got a new coach that's uh, taking the reins and uh, the program is going in the right direction. Yeah, a great hire. Um, if I don't say so myself, uh, Coach Anthony Carpio's come in and. Um, that guy's just a bundle of energy. I mean, we've struggled to have a, a presence of a tennis coach on campus lately, and he's just been the perfect fit. I mean, he comes in and gets his workout in before the kids get out of school. And as soon as he's done there, he's heading over to the CAC where we practice. And um, he's brought social media presence and just really given some life into the the program, which we, Coach Cerruti had already kind of gotten going. Carpio's picked it up and taken it to that next level. So a lot of good things, I think, ahead for our tennis program. Um, and just looking forward to kind of where, where they go from here. So definitely a positive, uh, positive uh, season. Yeah, when you talk about Spartan athletics, I mean, the thing that jumps out at me is, a, is, the, is how much uh, – athletes here i mean want to compete and want to be the best but also in terms of the passion that they have and it's good to see coach carpio has that definitely. fits in well with that passion definitely 
Well, it's great to recap the spring sports. Obviously not done yet. Still a number of teams competing, as we mentioned. Uh, teams competing this weekend as we're at the time of this recording and coming up in the next few weeks as well. Uh, I can tell you from De La Salle TV's perspective, of course, all the, the postseason games that we broadcast, they have to be on NFHS Network only for the postseason. But uh, uh, we will have the EBAL baseball playoffs. That's on Vimeo along with NFHS uh, starting on Wednesday. Spartan will Spartans will play an opponent on, on Wednesday. We don't know who that opponent is yet, but they will play somebody on Wednesday, uh, and that will be on De La Salle TV on our Vimeo page. And also, if they win that, they would play in the, the league championship game on Friday, and we would have that one for you as well. As far as the uh, other broadcasts, as far as the other broadcasts, uh, we have Spartan Lacrosse coming up on on Tuesday night against Vista Del Lago. And as we mentioned, that is a huge semifinal game. We definitely want all of our uh, Spartan fans and alums to come out and watch uh, that game on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at 0101. That is going to be a tough one against Vista Del Lago. And if they win that, we'll have the, the championship as well over the NFHS network. As far as uh, De La Salle TV is concerned, of course, we'll cover baseball throughout on the NFHS network once they get into the NCS playoffs. And hopefully NorCal's as well. Yeah, no, always some great content. Uh, I think our production on all the broadcasts is at a really top professional level. So um, I myself watch when I can't be here physically. I can't be in every place at once. So I uh, appreciate everything you guys do over there. And just definitely best of luck to all our coaches and, and student athletes as we uh, finish off this spring season. I don't know if we'll get another episode in before graduation but uh just a last kind of thank you to all the seniors for all they've done for the school for the community um not just in terms of wins and losses but you know another collection of fine young men that have represented our school in, in very positive manners and uh you know it's always kind of bittersweet when it's graduation time and one class leaves another one comes in but um i've really enjoyed this class and uh you know, I wish them all the best of luck, and hopefully we'll be recording something in the early summer and talking about state title and some NorCal wins and, and things of that nature. So um, until next time, Spartans, uh, best of luck. We'll see you soon. Talk soon. Um, and thanks for joining us on another episode of De La Pod. See ya. That's a wrap on this episode of De La Pod with Pat O'Rourke and Derek Brown. I'm Mike Dawson from the class of 92. We'd like to thank the De La Salle High School and community for its support. If you like what you heard, be sure to tune in next time. And of course, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to De La Pod.